I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the book of the dead. Your move, creep. He didn't get out of the cop, the duty car! I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Welcome to Shocking Things, the horror magazine for your ears. Located on 1428 Elm Street, on the last house on the left, right near Camp Crystal Lake, across from the Morningside Cemetery. Well, a lot's uh, changed since the last episode. All the movies that we discussed that were going to be released in the theaters are no longer going to be released in the theaters on the dates given because everything's been postponed with the recent pandemic. On the bright side, you can see The Hunt and The Invisible Man right now on demand. Um, now, since so many people are staying at home right now, there's a, a lot of companies giving away freebies. Fangoria.com has a free digital membership to everyone for two months, so just go to Fangoria.com for that. And the, for, uh, for me personally, I like the first 14 issues of the original Fangoria you could read. Uh, if you don't have Shudder, and Laura thinks everyone who listens to this should have Shudder, right? Should have. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's mandatory. But if you don't and you're not sure, uh, give it a chance. You get they're giving away a free subscription for one month, and the promo code is shut in. S H U T I N for the promo code. Just enter that. And uh, we have sad news. A horror legend recently passed away. Stuart Gordon passed away on March 24th. Um, we know him for, I can tell you, Laura and I, one of our favorite movies is Reanimator. And he was the director in that and writer. And another movie I love, and Laura, uh, <laughs> Laura was sick last year. I don't know, do you remember this? And you kept watching it over and over. It was on Pluto TV, Dolls. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and I love doll movies, and he did that. That was from 1987. So, and that, and another thing he was involved in, a lot of people don't know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Did you no, know that? I, I so that's, well, yeah, that's one I didn't know until recently. So, I didn't even know until right now that he did dolls. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that awesome? I mean, so yeah, so I mean, he's a horror legend, and this episode is going to be dedicated to his memory. Five favorite fright flicks. Okay, with uh, the recent events in the world, uh, this is the perfect time to do our top five outbreak movies. Uh, now, Laura, I'm going to start from number five. What's your number five for outbreak movies? Uh, for number five, I have Contagion. It was released in 2011, and it's an airborne pandemic virus, eerily close to what we're going through now. Maybe not in... Yeah, not as extreme. Not as extreme, we hope. Yeah. Yet. I never saw Contagion. It's one of those ones you've talked about, but I never saw it. I'm going to tell everyone... Laura is the, the queen of quarantine movies. She loves these type of outbreak movies, so she's, she's, well, she's seen I, tons of them. I was prepared, so <laughs> uh -huh. I 
guess. Yeah. So no, I never saw it. Contagion. I now, uh, now all these movies now are trending now online. So this one I might pick up now and watch now. Yeah. There's actually um, a TV show on Netflix. Okay. I can't remember the name. Um, where they the people are trying to set up for the apocalypse. Yeah. I'll find out and okay. and, and say it later. But um, yeah, it, it's the movie hits. It's like Outbreak. Kind of. Okay. That's where I would put it in the same boat. Except I really didn't like Outbreak. I felt like that was... Well, that's like a Hollywood, you know, big budget kind of like... Yeah, it wasn't just... Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, when I saw Contagion a long time ago, like you would hope that people wouldn't act this way, but we definitely <laughs> seen it with the panic buying. Yeah. And the shelves empty. Yep. Obviously, this has been one of the scariest times in life. Yeah. And... From the virus, but definitely more from the people. Yeah, yeah. And when you watch some of these movies now, it's funny. You look at like, oh come on, these are a little exaggerated. And now you're like, well, maybe it's not so exaggerated the way it, people it are panicking close. and acting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would. I I really hope everything is uh, works out for the best. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's creepy to talk about. I can't believe we're even doing a segment, well, but we might as I, well because yeah. it's here and it's reality. <laughs> Um, we just hope that the movie doesn't follow. Yeah, I know. I think we're going to be okay, Laura. Relax. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's just the people. It's the, I know. Laura, you got movie. your toilet paper, Laura. Don't worry. You're going to be okay, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a commodity right now. Uh, for, for mine... Wait, wait, hold on. I'm okay, not done. Oh, I thought you were done. Okay, no, go, go. I'm not done. I didn't talk about the movie. <laughs> okay. I, I liked the conclusion. There, there's some movies that you watch and you get to the end and you're like... I wasted all that time for that okay. ending. This ending, the way it concluded, I enjoyed. Okay. And I guess we can do spoilers again. How they connected Gwyneth Paltrow to Patient Zero. Okay. And they went all the way back with the camera. And again, you didn't see it. So I'm no, you no, no. I, I won't remember anyway what you're saying, probably, because it. But. Yeah, right. cool, cool ending. Okay, no, but I, I mean, I've heard people talk about it, so I know there's, it's definitely, uh, you know, positive things I've heard about it. Yeah, a little too accurate. Like, I won't rewatch it right now because it, yeah. it's a little too close to home, but... Okay, go ahead. Your turn. Uh, for mine, number five is The Crazies, the 1973 version uh, by George Romero. I haven't seen it in years. It's one of those ones, to me, it's one of the weaker Romero movies. It's a decent movie. Is it's, that the remake? No, well, it's no, 90, no. Is is the the that the, the the one that came out uh, the one that you saw is the remake. I meant to say, is there? Yeah, remake? yeah. That one I never saw just because I was like, ah, the original's okay, not fantastic. So I really never felt a reason to watch. I've heard some people say the remake is better than the original. Yeah, I can't answer that. I saw the remake. It was okay, but I've seen it too long ago to comment. Yeah, and this is a, a man-made combat virus. But my dad, who recently has been into horror movies, has watched it, and he told me a couple weeks ago that he saw the crazies and he really liked. Okay, it. yeah. See, so now answer. I want to now. Yeah, now I want to you know watch the uh, the remake now for that reason. Um, so now, what do you have for number four, Laura? It follows. Uh, so this is. It's not a typical, right? Like So it said it was made in twenty fourteen. It says it's a sexual encounter followed by an unknown supernatural force. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's so not it's yeah, of, yeah. So this is like, you know, horror based, you know, outbreak movies. Yeah, it's not real in any But but it's a very good movie. I thought the movie was really good. If you were younger, 
it could bother you because yes, you can, you know, catch something and something could follow you. Yeah. From a sexual encounter. Yeah. Um, then the, what, you have to have sex with someone, right, to get rid of it, right? What was the, the premise? You have to pass it on. Yeah. And, okay, so it kind of reminds me of the ring a little bit where you have to make a copy of the tape. Okay. So you have to continually keep passing it. But the catch is, if that person does not spread it to anybody else, it comes back to the person who didn't and then goes back down the line. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it even more yeah. interesting. So you're always looking over your shoulder for this invisible presence and and the way um the boy in the movie tells the girl after he infects her he says that it could look like anybody you know or it could look like nobody you know mm -hmm. it could be anybody so yeah there, there were some creepy scenes in that movie i thought it was it was well done and then i know another thing you were talking about last night how some of the music reminds you of gremlins yeah very interesting so it's not like the best movie of all time but there's something about this movie that I can watch every Halloween. And I was always like, what is it? And when I watched it the other, I watched it like a week ago to see if I still felt the same. And uh, there's like this scene when this weird, strange music, when she's standing in front of the mirror and she's brushing her hair, it's got kind of a weird vibe to it. And I'm like, oh, this reminds me of, would you say, you said like 80s? Yeah, it's a very 80s feeling, like some of the movie. And I'm like, what is this music? And I ended up looking up um, the Carrie soundtrack because I couldn't put what it reminded me of. And that was pretty close to it. That scene was Carrie. Mm -hmm. And then Gremlin was on last night. And I noticed that that was actually similar to the soundtrack in there as well. Just at the beginning. And then there was a shot in the movie, right? That's like the original Halloween movie, right? Yep. Also stumbled on a YouTube video where I was... I kind of felt it was a little like Halloween too, and I stumbled on the video, and they were comparing the scenes to Halloween, and I said, oh, this movie encapsulated me because it's nostalgic. Yeah. And I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like blatant rip-off or anything Not like that, all. you I know. I had to think about it, but I noticed it, so yeah. if you rewatch it and you notice it, let yeah. me know. Uh, for my number four is Resident Evil from 2002. Again, it's, it's preposterous. It's not, you know, a realistic type outbreak movie. But this is, uh, the premise is a special military unit plays a powerful out-of-control out supercomputer and hundreds of scientists who have mutated into flesh-eating creatures after a laboratory accident. Um, kind of, you know, on the verge of like a zombie type, but not really. But, yeah, but, 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 but the, but the big... Uh, thing in there is like you know with the the umbrella corporation you know so that's why it's a little you know uh, also creepy because a lot of conspiracies that are going on that the virus is made in a lab yeah yeah so that's why it's <laughs> yeah. it's uh relevant to now even though it is a little you know over the top but uh mila jovovich was really really good in there as alice i yeah. thought like she's awesome yeah and it was a really good movie like the, i agree with you like one scene what's like the craziest scene in there like where they're um like these lasers do you remember that where it just like it, it uh cuts them apart do you remember that yeah when she's uh, in the tunnel yeah like that's like one of the, like the standout scenes in that movie it's so good action scenes definitely i mean all, i think the whole series is really good actually it's one of those they're uh, all some are better than others until the very end there's always action scenes in every yeah. movie that I thought were great, but 
What was the? Do you remember the I, resurrection? I can't remember which one. There's a little. There's a bunch of them. There's so a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I fell off. <laughs> yeah. There was one I liked that you didn't like. That was like the Road Warrior, the one where they're in the desert. With that one, I thought was a really good one. That one, yeah. I know you weren't crazy about, but that was a good. But I mean, I think they're all worth watching, you know, at least once. Uh, now what's next? I have Carriers for number three. I guess you can argue. Uh, I would say it's horror because it's still a virus, still scary. Um, but it's more of a drama, in mm -hmm. my opinion. And there's two brothers, one traveling with this girlfriend and one with a stranger. Okay. I believe. They never, I, I might have messed that. But they're traveling to um, a vacation home they spent their summers at. Okay. That's the destination. And trying to survive the virus. Okay. It's got an epic cast. It's got Chris Pine. Uh, Piper. Prabhu. Okay, you know. Okay, you know what? Now I know what you're talking about now because I remember seeing pictures online. Uh, now I'm putting it together. Now what you're talking about? What movie now? Okay. Yeah, it's full of what would you do type choices. Okay. Movie. It's it definitely got to me. I was emotional all the way till the end. Okay. And even for the characters like Chris Pine, you hate him but understand him at mm -hmm. the same time. He okay. protects everybody else by doing what's best, but he's also the harsh reality yeah he's a good actor so i mean i'll i watch anything with him in it generally like, yeah, like wonder it. woman you know, i have a hard time there's star not trek too much blood and gore in it though yeah there's enough but there's not it, yeah it's, it's not, not it's not a typical you know horror movie you're saying no but, action yeah um so who else mm -hmm. piper Prabo. i don't know if i said that wrong yeah from coyote ugly that's yeah. what i know her from yeah and uh she's in a new series too mm -hmm. um christopher maloney law and order Okay. Uh, Emily Van Camp from Revenge. Okay. And um, Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. All these people, when I watched this a long time ago, had no idea who they either who they were or. Okay. And then they became bigger stars after the fact. Yes. I was like, oh, how cool is this? So um, there's excellent, excellent acting, obviously, um, and it was a very realistic take. On plague. Okay. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> oh, thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. That's great. Okay. Okay, so uh, for my number three is Quarantine 2 Terminal from 2011. Uh, this is one of the sequels where, you know, a lot of times with, uh, with horror movies, sequels are they're hit or miss. This one I thought was really good because they're stuck on an airplane. Do you remember this, Laura? I don't know if you've seen it in a while. I haven't seen it recently, but it always stood out to me that they were quarantined on an airplane, which I thought was really cool. As it was, you know, it was a, you know, original take on it. Yeah, certain scenes are in my head. But... Yeah, so so that's I don't really have much to, much more to say about it because I haven't seen it recently. Just but All that right. whole premise like just stuck out in my head actually. So I have quarantine as my number two. Okay. So the original. So, would you say that there was more action in the second one than the first one? Um, I think so, because the, uh, the original, it's more, it starts off slow to set up the story, and then it, then the action happens. Yeah, I thought it was, it's also one of the most fun found footage movies I've yeah. ever watched. Found footage is difficult to make. I, I really didn't like Blair Witch. I won't go into much because we do have an episode of that coming out, right? <clears throat> yeah. Now, so is this really found? Is that. this really found footage, or because they're airing it live? Quarantine. 
Right? I mean, so, so it's, it's not, not really... Found yeah. Footage, so I'm like... <clears throat> yeah, you have a good point. Yeah, because that was silly. Sorry. Well, no, well, no, because because you're looking at it from the point of view of the cameraman, so that's what you're. That's but, why yeah, you're kind of confused. But is it though? Or because um, yeah, I guess well, they never tell us. Okay, no. all right. So let's start there because I thought the ending was well one of the best endings. Yes, I'll get into I'll get into why you're you're saying found footage after later. I'll, I'll explain with my uh, with something else later. But yes, but I understand what you're saying. Though. Yeah, because everybody's dead. Somebody had to find it, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, but the ending is just epic. I yes. loved the ending. Yeah. It wasn't the whole, the rest of the movie was okay. It, this is, uh, we're, we watched it again. This is free on Crackle too, if you want to watch it. Um, because when the ending came up, I said, Lord, do you remember seeing this in the theaters and how you were like frightened by it and you just started mm -hmm. laughing? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, so that was the end. That was from two thousand eight, and that that's definitely. I think it's it's definitely one of the the top ones. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the funny thing is, Laura and I, our picks for the top two are, are the same, which is hysterical, because <laughs> we talk late. We usually don't, and like, well, then we sort of talk about our lists, and then it's like, okay, this is funny. So what do you have for number one, Laura? Okay, so Cabin Fever, yes. two thousand two, Eli Roth. Yeah. So this, yeah, we both agreed. Like, this is, <laughs> just because this movie has everything in it, I'll let you talk more, it has humor, it's got, like, gross-out scenes, right? That's why you picked it. It has everything to me. It's, yeah. You don't just watch it once. You could watch it a million times. Yeah. I personally have issues with it because it scarred me so bad. Yeah. Um, it's a flesh-eating virus type. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's why some of these scenes are like <laughs> some of these scenes are really like sick, right? Yeah, and I you've seen it before, like dogs eating people and stuff. But it's more of the way, maybe because it's it was Eli Roth who did it. I didn't even see. Um, I don't know her name. I do that's this okay. in every yeah, okay. one, and like I'm like I don't no, know their okay. names. No, a lot of I the mean, average person doesn't. Just say, oh, that's the blonde <laughs> girl. That's a brunette girl, yeah, right? The brunette yeah, brunette girl. I've seen her get eaten by the dog. They don't even show it. But you know yeah. what's happening? Yeah. And it affected me so yeah, just much. Just the way it's shot, the way, because everything kind of looks like gritty, right? It looks, kind of looks dirty and everything, right? I agree. Yeah, because you're in the woods, you're in this cabin. Yeah, just the way everything's set up, I mean, and, and the humor, there's a lot of humor in there, right? Yeah, the pancakes, seeing Dennis, humor. Dennis, the, the little kid with the mullet, the pancakes. Definitely 90s humor, right? Uh, I, I, probably, uh, but yeah, but that that movie, uh, we both agree that that one's like the, the must watch, and that's why we're gonna cover it later, right? That's the uh, yeah. There's a lot to talk about for that movie. Yeah, so that's definitely. And then um, now for honorable mention, what do you have, Laura? So what do you have for number one, Cabin Fever? Well, no, that's my number one is Cabin Fever. You paying attention, Laura? Yes, we both picked number one. Oh, I didn't hear you say yes. that. Yes, you well, just started right. talking yes, about it. Yes, yes. Look. All right. This so, is me. Okay. Right. So okay. So yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We both had the first one and two. We both agree. The first. Okay. So the honorable mention is Wreck from 2007, from Spain. Now the reason why it's honorable mention is that's what Quarantine is basically a remake of Wreck, but I was rewatching some of Wreck, the ending for Quarantine. If you watch, the, it's frame by frame the same thing, but it's much better mm. in Quarantine. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Carpenter is that the actress in uh, Quarantine? Like it's, if you compare the two, and usually I don't think remakes are better. Like uh, there's Let the Right One In and Let Me In. I think 
know, the original's better. Like this one, I think quarantine's better, but I have to give it honorable mention because without ref, there's not gonna be quarantine. So that's the reason why I picked that. Yeah, like without Ringu, there would be no <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but you could say, well, you could still say, well, one's better than the other, but no, what do you have, Laura? No, I, do, I don't. You have... Oh, you don't? Okay. And this is now dishonorable did you, mention. Did you listen? We talked right. about this. Okay. We have a lot going on. <laughs> That's why we haven't done an episode. We've both been working more lately, actually, with our jobs. Working and being nervous. Yeah. Um, so now, dishonorable mention, you agree with me. Now, usually this is kind of a cheat. I, I It's kind of hard for me to criticize a movie, and you agree that we haven't seen, but Cabin Fever from 2016... There's just no point in making this movie. No. It's, it's already been done. It's not like it was like, well, it's, it's flawed, needs to be redone. No. And then, it's one of those movies, that it's not like there's a word of mouth, like, where people saying, oh, it's really good, or oh, it's really terrible. It's just, there was nothing. Nobody talks about it. Nobody cares about it. I looked on IMDb. It has, like, a 3.7 rating. It's just, it's almost just like it's, there's... There's no reason for it to be remade. Today. No, I have no use for it. I am curious. Maybe uh, we could check I out. just want to see the pancake scene. What they do, is there Dennis in the movie? Is there something like that? That's the only thing I'm interested in. I don't know. Yeah, we can check it out to talk about how bad it was. Like, because I'm I, assuming I, it's I'm, not. I just have a feeling I'm going to be bored with it. That's what I have a feeling. I get that, but we could still watch it just to see. Because yeah. this, the, the way he had this cast in this movie, it just seemed like it was a happy accident like yeah just everything yeah it just everything just worked for some reason like i said the humor is the right amount of humor and it looks like it was supposed to be like a b movie right yeah yeah it's underrated yeah i don't feel like this is nobody knew Eli roth was at the time right i mean i think I, that's his i think that's maybe. the first time i've ever heard of him i can't confirm or deny yeah because that's for, and then he did hostile after that right if i'm not mistaken yeah, at the time. He's, he's so on. because of cabin fever because that was a word of mouth movie i remember i didn't see that in the theaters it was just a lot of friends of mine said oh you gotta see this movie because they know i like the the humor in the horror movie yeah, so very interesting two movies that really and it still holds up me. and cabin fever because we just re we rewatch it it still holds up right always uh, yeah so that's definitely so those are our top five outbreak movies for five favorite fright flicks you know when you've known someone a long time and you just want to kiss them just to see if they're a good kisser or not? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Stay. I feel nauseous. <laughs> well, it's not funny. Can you help no. me? No, 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 no. She's not coming near me! What's your problem? You guys gonna kill each other now? You don't look so hot. Help me. I need, need a doctor. I don't want to get sick. I don't want any of us getting sick. We just don't want to get it. I see what we got here right now. He's coming towards us. All right, back off. He looked like he was skinned alive. The party man. Is it safe? Don't worry, I'm healthy. Leave it alone! Somebody help! I'm burning!
Warning, Warning. all movie Warning. reviews Warning. and discussions contain spoilers. The recent pandemic and so many people being stuck at home, we figured this is the perfect opportunity for us to revisit Cabin Fever from 2002. This is written by Eli Roth and Randy Perlstein and directed by Eli Roth. This was the film that put Eli Roth on the map for horror. So this film affected me in more ways than one. The first reason is it scarred me for life. There's a couple scenes in this movie that to this day, I will either fast forward through or look away. The second reason is this is the first virus movie that I've seen and I loved it. Even though I am a huge germaphobe, which is probably why I loved it. Because there's actually a quote from, <laughs> yeah, well he, I watched the commentary and Eli Roth said that he was so obsessed with horror movies because he had a terrible fear. Mm -hmm. And it made so much sense to me. And I'm like, oh, is that why I love these movies so much? Because yeah. I'm so freaking scared of them? Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but... Uh, when I was a kid and I was an adult, not as much. But something like this now, it, it makes you think more. Yeah. And people are coughing next to you. <laughs> now you're really thinking, you yeah, know. Yeah, and what's worse is that I watched it like three or four times yeah. today. Oh, okay. Like, oh, like the com there's like four different commentaries. Yeah. There's ones with the uh, the filmmakers, the guys, the girls. There's extra features, and I had to keep watching these same scenes over and over again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, there's some there's some gross out scenes in there. Yeah. All right, so let's let's start talking. I guess we'll talk about the film from beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. We'll add in a couple fun facts, and we'll basically talk about. Um, the scenes that we liked more in yeah. depth than others. Yeah. So this film is influenced by Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Evil Dead, and The Thing. Okay. I could see some of it, what you're saying. I mean, with The Cabin, obviously, you could see that with The Evil Dead. You know, just a gritty look with um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And The Thing, a um, little bit, well, because there's a virus in The Thing, right? So uh, The Thing reference was Karen gets sick and they move her out to the shed. Okay. That scene was referenced. Okay. Okay. Is okay. That okay. You're more familiar with Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't really stick in my head, yeah. something like that, but okay. And the lake shot was, um, I think you said Friday the 13th. Okay, well, that makes sense. And also, before we get started, another fun fact is uh, Eli Roth lived in Iceland and he got a skin infection. Oh, okay. Like, that's what really... That's what started. inspired oh, okay. film. And he said he was shaving and he was actually taking layers off of his uh, skin. Yeah, it's... That not... sounds terrifying. <laughs> um, and then he found out that there is a real virus that literally eats away your flesh. Flesh eating, yep. So, yeah, I've heard of that before. Extremely scary. Yeah. Scary times. Alright, so anyway, so we start off with the opening scene. I'm going to bring back a word. It was gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hermit, played by um, Aaron. Yeah, Verveen. Verveen, yeah. Great actor. Uh, he's coming back with some food for his German Shepherd, and he opens up the body, and it's just torn to shreds mm -hmm. it like sets the scene for the whole movie it's just absolutely disgusting what yeah. did you think john yeah what does he like lift the dog up and then like the blood spurts yeah, in his face yeah in his face yeah but it was just it just sets the tone yeah like this eerie like dark 
and then we go back to the light, and here's all the kids friends yeah. driving in the car. And yeah, they were smiling and happy and joking around and everything. Yes, right? and it, they were really innocent. And the more you watch this film, the more you, you realize how innocent he wanted them to feel. Mm -hmm. And then slowly progress to this really dark and the movie like and safe right they felt like safe like carefree safe. like nothing right like there's they didn't have anything to worry about mm -hmm. and the film literally goes from light to dark mm -hmm. makes sense yeah. yeah so they pull into this gas station and this is john's favorite character yeah dennis the little kid with the mullet that's sitting down outside best character of the movie so yeah there's two really good characters but um yeah, so Paul sits next to him, and Dennis bites. He bites his hand, Palm? Yeah, yeah, his hand, right? Yeah. For uh, no reason, right? No reason. Yeah, and then the father comes out and blames him, uh, right or strong, right? The the character, uh, Paul, the actor, player. Yeah. <laughs> and we move along. Uh, the sex scene was worth mentioning. When the kids get to the cabin, they all go off and do their own thing, um, and... Yeah, the girl puts her thumb in and shoves it up his rectal cavity. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I saw more things in this movie. I was a youngster when I saw this. How old were you? Uh, 2002. How old was I? Uh, what? 28? Yeah. Okay, I was about 14. Okay. So. <laughs> Okay, that's a now, what does he say about the sex scene? You said you you uh, when you watched the commentary, he said something that's about. That's the other side. Oh, okay. We'll All right. There. All right. Um. So and um, Bert goes squirrel hunting. Mm -hmm. And that's where he shoots Ari. Yeah, the the hermit oh, by the accident. Hermit. And at this point, he's totally disgusting. Yeah, really infected looking, right? Sweating and just like the open like pores, like right, yeah, like, just pus. gross. Yep. And he's like, no, stop. Don't come near me. This always freaks me out because I always think about that in real life. Like, even in today, like right now, if you saw somebody like that and you're like, no, stop. Just yeah. the thought of it getting oh, yeah, you yeah, and yeah. affecting you. Really scary. So, of course, he doesn't stop. He wants help. He's like, is that your cabin up there? Bert is like, no way. <laughs> and the FU hat that he's wearing. Okay. He got that from some band that he was. Some kid in a band was wearing it. Okay. And he told him, like, he was like, I need your hat. Okay. So I didn't know that. So he down and they lost his hat. And then they made a replica to give it back to really? him. Really? That's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. The, the FU hat just sticks out because it's like this green hat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else? So we moved to the campfire. And this is where we, um, Paul played by... Ryder Strong tells the ghost story and the ghost story at the bowling alley is all of the producers so they are all the people getting killed yeah they're all getting hit in the head with a mallet right yeah something like that and uh and now and what does this guy do now the, the killer he takes her body parts right and uh, bowls with them yeah. and his head um the brother's head oh yeah and this is Eli Roth's brother plays a character the smiling bald guy in that scene. That's it. That's yeah, and they bowl with his head, right? Yeah, that's what I was trying to get you to say. Yeah. Um, and then we have an appearance by Eli Roth himself mm -hmm. and Dr. Mambo. So interesting fact about this dog is this dog was so scary 
that he couldn't be in any of the scenes with the actors. Yeah, I saw some of that with the uh, the special features. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the dog they had before him, uh, I think he was he was in a movie with another celebrity. Oh, they said. Um, did they say? Uh, oh, is it the guy from Dirty Dancing? Patrick Swayze. Yeah. And it was, it was a small black dog. Was yeah, maybe. cute dog, but cute. Like, but too friendly and didn't pay attention, didn't yeah, listen, right? he was right? like licking them. He wouldn't go after anybody, so fun fact. Um, so Eli Roth comes in and he sits with them and he gives them some weed, I guess, so that mm -hmm. he's able. So they make a bet at this point. Jeff and Bert, and they decide that they're going to drink beer for the entire trip, and whoever drinks something else loses. Mm -hmm. Great. So we, that that's important. It's very important. Yeah. So we move on to later on in the night, the hermit knocks on the door. Jeff opens the door. Oh no, I'm sorry. Is it Jeff? Jeff. He opens the door, and Bert comes to the door awkwardly standing there. And of course, the hermit recognizes him. Yeah. Once he does, all oh, hell breaks loose. Um, they're not going to help him. Bert slams a door in his face. Yeah, yeah. It tells him like we're not letting this guy in here. Would you? No, no. But that's the thing. But they're not thinking right. They're trying to be nice, but in a situation like this, you you can't. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe also not like slamming yeah. in his face. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wait outside for yeah. a minute while well, I call for some help. He panicked. But, no. So he, the hermit, he is mad. So he gets in their car, trying to take their car. So the boys run out with, I think they had a baseball bat, one had a gun. Mm -hmm. And it's so ridiculous because the, the back of this, uh, I don't know, a truck or something yeah. is open. And Jeff is like poking him. With, like, I don't with, remember that. He's like trying to stick him with the, the Okay. Now the hermit's in the car now and he vomits in the car, right? Mm -hmm. Then what happens? Uh, from a scene where Paul lights him on fire. <laughs> and now, what are you saying now? The now the actor, uh, Ari Ravine, purposely wanted to be set on fire, right? That's why he wanted this part? Yes, he was excited about being set on fire. And he really wanted the part. Yeah, and that's crazy. And he's like, are you sure? And yeah. Like, yes, I really want this. That's funny. Very interesting. So we see a clip the next day of the hermit in... Uh, the water reservoir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's dead now after being lit on fire, infected in the water. Yes. Oh, not not for the whole, just for the cabin right now. Okay. Sorry, I apologize. Take that back. So just for the cabin water supply. We see him in the water, and then we see all of the pipes run back to the house. Okay. And that's how you know. Okay, that's how it gets inside, yes. So we do, but they don't. Yep. Um, now here we get to the patient zero part. So we think that Paul is going to be patient zero because he fills up his glass with water mm -hmm. and he goes to see Karen, who's really inconsolable. I mean, she says a line in the movie that said, the guy asked for help and we lit him on fire. Yeah. So he calms her down and he hands her the glass of water, which we watch her take a sip of. Yeah. And we know it's bad from there. Yes. So cut to the next day, and here's another favorite character of yours, Deputy Winston. Yes, he's ridiculous. That's why he's great. Giuseppe Andrews is the actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's just like, he just wants to party. No, yeah, he's, yeah, he comes over, right, and the, the now, Ryder Strong, they call him over now for the, uh, 
Because the truck. But yeah, for the, to tow the truck. Tow the truck and or they to get it fixed. Yeah, they explained the whole story with the hermit and uh, how they're defending the self defense, right? That's yeah. why they lit him on fire. And he's it's it's okay, man. Do you like the party? Yeah, that's all they wanted to do. With yeah, party. and he tells uh, who comes out. One of the girls Karen. comes and he yeah. says, uh, "Go back inside, ma'am. Go enjoy a forty. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, instead of having a patrol car, he has a little bike. This little bicycle with little ridiculous little like uh bell on it ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. which is like the most ridiculous bell. thing in the world she reminds me of like officer doofy from um I, I i was gonna say <laughs> before that like uh, from friday the 13th uh there's a i don't know if you remember the original that well or no but uh officer dorf i think his name is kind of like that oh, okay. i don't know if you remember that i don't know if it's kind of based on that character a little bit but a more but yeah but well, doofy's a little more inspired. exaggerated by all these other movies, yeah, all these so ridiculous. I be surprised. Yeah, yeah, because he's a ridiculous type of character. If he made his own, yeah. So he leaves, and um, now this this is one of the scenes that just scarred me for life. Mm -hmm. It's terrible, um, and it's called the finger bang misfire scene. Okay. So Paul tries to finger. <laughs> Her rotted thigh. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. It looks so real. I, yeah, I saw something. That's another thing from behind the scenes, the prosthetic and the blood and everything, how they set it up. Yeah, I felt better after watching that. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. But it's just like my worst disgusting like well just because this could really happen. That's why it's disgusting. It's not oh. like a monster or anything like that. Yeah, that's why. Just terrible. So everybody freaks out and they decide to put Karen in the shed. Mm -hmm. Terrible. And that is the scene that's inspired by the thing. Okay. No okay. About that, but that's where that is. Um, so they attempt to leave the next day and that's when Bert realizes he's sick. Okay. So he's a second. Yeah, I, I remember he tries to hide his cough in front of everyone. He tries to hide the fact that he's sick, right? He doesn't want anybody knowing that he's sick. Wouldn't you? That's this is how it is in real life. I see people in public and they start coughing and they're trying to hide so that nobody, you know, like, uh oh, they're gonna they're, <laughs> they're gonna yeah, think I'm in fact that's how people really are. I, I hate I don't wanna spread fake news, but I did hear a news story. <laughs> don't know how true it is, that um a guy said he didn't. He hid his coronavirus symptoms okay. to see his wife um, give birth. Okay. You what? are fake news. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm no, I'm joking. But no. No, but I. He just brought that up, and yeah. I was reading that article, and I was like, "Well, that's crazy." But I have... could infect like the your, the mother of your child, yep. the baby, all the oh, people yeah. in the room. Like, yeah. How? Who would do that? But people that's do it. scary it. things when it's you. Mm -hmm. Um, so they try to get Karen out of the the shed, and they're putting her in the car, and she's just, like, disgusting. Like, her legs are all bloody, <laughs> and she vomits. Like, she just spits. Oh, yeah, just out of nowhere just comes, yeah. Right. We didn't even talk about the scene where they, uh, Bert and um, Paul went out there, and they cleaned, or Bert and Jeff, and they cleaned the whole car. Okay. I might, I might have my name up. Yeah. Up. But, um. That was pretty gross too. Would you want to clean somebody's? Like, no, I box? said I just I when we watched the movie, I said I would just trash this thing. I'd buy a new one. I don't even care. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. I don't care how much money it costs. It's gross. 
So she just like spits all inside the car after they clean it yeah. up. And Jeff is like, no, fuck this. And Bert is like, I'm getting out of here. And he's like, get in the car. Nobody wants to get in the car. Bert takes off. And then Jeff sees them touching her. I think he did so good in the scene because I feel like I'm Jeff. Like he had the handkerchief over his mouth. Like that's yeah. his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> just the way like his expression was like, just stay away from me. And he takes the beer and he goes off into the woods. Mm-hmm. What a jerk, huh? <laughs> so now Paul finds Marcy sitting on her bed and uh, she's distraught and she says all you want to do is grab the person next to you and have sex with because you know you're going to be dead soon anyway so then she seduces Paul yeah good thoughts right? <laughs> yeah yeah this is what I'm thinking at this time right? and um, and you can see in her back she's got like sores on her back yeah from his handprints yeah so he's so then after um, they do that he regrets it and goes to the bathroom and pours listerine on his dick yeah okay. <laughs> because you figure he might be infected so, and that'll kill the infection listerine right fun fact eli roth actually did this oh in real life this is where he got this really from. yep and he said uh okay well the girl's breath smelled better after that that's <laughs> 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 So now what happens? And what scene are we up to next? Uh, so it, it cuts to Bert when he goes back to the store to get help. Okay. Um, and we see Dennis, Matthew Helms. Okay. And he now has a sign over him that says, Don't sit next to Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely need a warning. Clearly. But luckily for him, he's staying pretty far away. He's still in the street. He's like, Hey, I need help. Um, now, who played... I, who, what was his name that played the clerk? Uh, I don't know who the clerk is. Why? Am I supposed to know? Or the owner. The owner of the I don't know. Store. Oh, okay. Nobody famous. Know if we had that down. No. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to say because they found him in a grocery store. Oh, that's what, yeah. No, he's a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just looking for a name. Okay. I don't know if he wrote it down. No. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's, and there's a funny part in the movie um, closer to the end when they're going back to the cabin, the three of the guys, to okay. try to, you know, kill the boys. And we'll call him the grocery store guy. Yeah, with the box. They have brought a box. We have no idea what's in the box, though, right? With the box. And if you pay attention, you'll notice that the grocery store guy is trying so hard not to look at the camera that he does look at the camera. Oh, really? And as soon as he realizes he looks at the camera, <laughs> he realizes that he looks around like a bird, and he does. All right. So once you see it, you're gonna crack up. Okay. So check that out. But no, back to the gross. The I keep calling it a grocery store. It's a convenience store. Whatever it is. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, no. What's the uh, what's the term? Like a general store, like an old time, old tiny general store, well, right? Thanks. You only made me sound all right. silly for just, That's all right. just half an hour. All right. So now, um, is this the? Uh, do we get the? the is this Pancakes. The yeah. So then, uh, yeah, the actor James DeBello, right? That's Bert. Um, so he goes, uh, and the, and then Dennis says to him, pancakes. And he goes, no pancakes. And <laughs> the first time I saw this, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And, and he goes, pancakes, pancakes. And then he just starts, Dennis just jumps up, starts doing this karate. Like Jackie Chan. Yeah, sort of kicking in the air. You're like, this is the most random thing, all these spin kicks. 
you're like, okay. Then all of a sudden, he just takes his giant chomp <laughs> out of Bert's arm, right? His, his hand, and, he, and then you could see, he goes, oh, like, like this doesn't taste yeah, good, it right? Bad blood. It was, that was hilarious. It didn't taste like the usual blood. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Something wrong about this blood. Yeah, so then this is where the uh, the guys then, right, the grocery store clerk and his, his buddies, right, they, uh, they want to... Yeah, he tells them to get the box. Yes, that yes. And he st I still don't know. No, 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 it's one of those mystery things that you never, you never really know what's in the box, right? That's... I guess. Yes, but that's good though, isn't it? It makes you think. Maybe. It's like Pulp Fiction, well, what's in the, maybe. what's in the briefcase, you don't know. Okay, so no. Or maybe I just missed it. No, I don't. I don't recall them ever showing anything. Maybe I'm wrong, but so now what happens now? All right, so here's another a pretty intense scene. We we come back to Marcy, and she's in the bathtub. And I, at first, I was kind of like, why does she keep like bathing in this water? Like, does it, you know? I know she doesn't know it's the water. Yes. Yet, but you're just thinking to yourself, like, oh my god, just stop. Get out of oh, the yeah, water. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's the leg shaving scene when she's just taking flesh, just oh, yeah. ripping it off her leg. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's so disgusting. It bothers me so much. But I, after watching it, I realized, like, yeah, she's trying to maybe wash away the wrong that she just did by sleeping with Paul. Oh, And that... also, like, when you're sick, um, Eli Roth was saying, like, what do you do to feel better? Like, some guys will be like, oh, I'll shave, and girls will be like, I'll put on some makeup, you know, or take a shower, because okay. you, you want to feel better. So now I can understand why she can't That was a mentality better. behind it, okay. And she didn't realize it was the water anyway. So now Paul finally finds the hermit in the lake. Okay. And he, it's not enough just to see him, not in the lake, in the... Yeah, in the water, river, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. So it's not enough just to see him. He wants to climb down the rickety old ladder and poke at him to see <laughs> yeah. if it's him to turn him over. So he does that and he falls right onto the Oh, yeah. That, that That's awesome, nuts. yeah. This movie, I just, it, I love There's a lot movie. of good scenes, yeah, between like, yeah, like, like gross out scenes and the humor, yeah, it's, 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 it's really well done. It's so underrated, right? Yeah, I think so. But like I said, this is the movie, then once this came out, Eli Roth, you know, gained notoriety because of this, you know? Because, like I said, I told you before, it was word of mouth with this movie. Didn't see it in the theaters. I had a friend of mine say, you gotta see this, and a few more people I know. And it's weird, because people I know that normally aren't into horror would start talking about this movie, which is kind of funny, I thought, you know? Wow. Very cool. Back to Marcy. Now she's just in shock because her legs are dripping blood she comes out in this red robe everything is just like screaming blood to me so it's this bright red robe her legs are all bloody and here comes dr mambo who's now infected and he showed up a couple times we skipped over okay. you know a lot of yeah. the extra parts but they showed him come back and he was pretty aggressive the last time and she's just she's caught i mean she's pretty much screwed yeah uh, you would think that they would show her being eaten. They do something even more effective. So she runs to the shed. She gets the door opened, and it's just too late for her. Instead of showing that, they show her bloody shoe, 
and they show a shot of Karen. Mm -hmm. More effective. Yeah, they lead it to your imagination. Yeah, sometimes less is more. Yeah, loved it. So unfortunately, she never makes it in, but we know the door is open. Yeah. So here comes Paul to check on Karen, and he sees a dog eating her maybe like thigh. Area? <laughs> yeah, thigh area. Is that what it is? Maybe, like yeah. around there. Yeah. And dog sees him, runs after him, shoots the dog all over. This is the I said like two scenes, but there's like way more than that. This this scene. You know the scene that I'm talking about coming up. Uh, I don't remember the order. You tell me, and I'll, I'll and I'll, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you if I remember. So this is when he flips Karen back over, and I swear I've had nightmares. About oh, with this. her face. Yeah. With oh yeah, face. yeah, yeah. Like now it's fine, it's okay, but it just. Yeah, yeah. When you first see it, it definitely freaks you out. And it was I watched like while the prosthetics and stuff go on. And yeah, it has like a skeletal. Yeah, you see, yeah, it looks crazy. I couldn't imagine finding. Like a friend or a loved one like that, it's just unsettling. Yeah. So not only does he have to see her face like that, but he actually has to bash her head in with a pickaxe because she is still alive, mm -hmm. which makes it ten times worse. <laughs> uh, so back at the cabin, um, Bert shows back up, and he obviously he's being followed. He's trying to get the, um, the hillbillies off his trail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. people. The town folk. Yeah. <laughs> so he pulls them into the house, and it's another really cool scene. Um, they're there at the door, and he opens it. Bert's sitting there with a gun, and they blow his head off. Yeah. So very, <laughs> yeah. very cool. So Paul kills everybody, um, and he get one of the guys. Is like, he, like, covered out. in blood at this point, too, or no? There is there a... Uh... I don't know if it's okay. just at this point, but so he comes out and he kills, um, oh jeez, I don't know, they don't have any names. So he kills a guy with a screwdriver. Okay. And he called that, um, Random Hillbilly number three, we'll call him. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I don't want to, I don't know if it was Dawn of the Dead, it was one of those kills. Okay. So. This yeah. was influenced by, you're saying? Yeah, one of them. I don't know if okay. it was Dawn of the Dead, but he, he referenced one of those Okay. Kills. Um. And then he's trying, he's running, trying to find Jeff, and he's like, it's the water, it's the water, because he knows now, and he doesn't want Jeff to drink the water, mm -hmm. finds Eli Roth's body decomposed in a cave somewhere, maybe he drank the water, maybe the dog was infected and ate him, do we know? No. We well, yeah, know. yeah, from looking from their point of view, they, they really don't know what's going on, right? Right. So now he's on a mission, he finds a car, it's got some keys in it. He gets in the car, and instead of the movie, you know, trying to wrap up, it gets even crazier. He smashes into a deer. Oh, yeah, yeah, And not yeah. only does he hit the deer, but the deer legs come through the window. And it's just like, you're just at the edge of your seat right now. You're like, what else can go wrong? This movie's horrific. Yeah, you didn't see that coming. And that was another one of those behind-the-scenes, how they show, how they make that with the prosthetic uh, uh -huh. deer and everything. It was really, really interesting to see that. Because yeah. it looked very realistic in the movie. Dead. And then he blows it up with a gun. More <laughs> blood everywhere. Just like, you want to see... Okay, is that what I'm thinking about? Because I remember there's a point where you see him, he's just covered in blood. Yeah, that's it. Okay. If you want to see a movie with blood, this is the movie to see. Yeah. Rock Gore, you got it. Um, what else? 
Oh, so he finds the deputy partying. Oh, yes. Now, because I, I remember when he sees uh, the deputy, because the deputy said he's going to get help and, you know, tow the truck and all that, but he basically blows him off. So he brings that up to him. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I sent it out, right? Doesn't he say something like that? Do you remember? He goes, yeah, the truck. Oh, yeah, 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 I sent it out. Yeah. <laughs> while he's drinking and everything, with all these girls around. Yeah, and there's nothing worse to this guy than ruining his party. Yes, yeah, so he... That, so basically, that's... he vomits on people, he beats people up, and then he stumbles off. Yeah. And a truck driver finds him passed out on the road and drops him off at this hospital. Now, does he get the other, um, the deputy now, does he call in? the other uh the sheriffs or anything oh, at that yes, point I'm sorry. right you're absolutely correct yeah. and he said um shoot him on sight yes yeah because i remember after that happened that's what he did yeah yeah you know you're right and he ends up at this hospital where they basically put him in the room at the end of the hallway you see them come in and talk and say we're not equipped to deal with this uh get rid of him yeah so they turn off the light in this hospital room and the shot just showing, they close the door and just going down this long corridor. Like, you feel like he's all the way at the yeah, end. It definitely feels like, yeah, like, this is it, like, right? I mean, like, it's, it's all over. doom and gloom. Yeah. The whole movie, there's no hope. That's how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And also, when he's in this hospital room, they're playing images of these really innocent times at the beginning of the movie. And I just, it just makes it extra, like, how can you go from such a happy time to such dark hopelessness? Yeah. It's so good. I know I keep saying it, but it's just the epitome of a great movie, in my opinion. So this is probably one of my favorite scenes, when Jeff stumbles out of the cave back to the cabin, and he's like, I made it! I effing made it. It was so dramatic. Did you like it? It, it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you thought, like, sort of like Creepshow 2, The Raft. Do you remember that or no? Because okay, uh, he Tell goes, me. there's this, this creature in the water that's coming after him, and he's on the land. He's like, I, I beat you, I beat you. And then the thing just, like, covers him and I kills know, him. Yeah, so it's almost like that. <laughs> You're right. It, I thought he did a good job at it. And of course he comes outside and, and you know he's gonna die. Yeah. Like just because of the dramatics of it. He comes out and they just shoot the crap out of him. I loved it. <laughs> and then of course we finally see Paul and the water reservoir. Mm -hmm. So you know that the water is infected. Yeah. You see the two little kids come with their barrel to pick up the water for their lemonade stands. Yes. And of course, you see the water. Every the whole town is congregating, drinking the lemonade. Yeah, so it shows how this is just everyone's now going to get infected. Everyone, now. yep. Thought it was their problem. It's everybody's problem, and they're the ones that dumped him mm -hmm. there. So um, the deputy did. Okay. And then the finale of the truck leaving down home water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it shows. Yep. That's where the water supply is, and that's just. And then they do make sequels. We can maybe talk about it at a later time, but but they do, but they do make sequels because yeah, this was successful have... enough. Some better than others, right? Yes. And even a remake that we'll probably never see, right? No, <laughs> absolutely not. This was perfect. You, there shouldn't be a remake ever made. 
Who am I? So, we hope you stay... Oh, no, wait, oh. Well, what do you give us? How many uh, deadites do you give us? So, scale of 1 to 10, you almost forgot. Oh, jeez. It's up there for me. 9. Okay. I I'm going to say probably 8.5. I mean, it's... Uh, I've seen this movie numerous times and I'm not bored of it, so... That's a good sign. Yeah, apparently me either. <laughs> I literally watched it four yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, because you want to see, you're like, I want to like learn more about it, and you watch all the special features, so I was like, okay, I'm definitely, and you don't do that with every movie, so. No, you sure don't. Yeah, so thank you for listening. And we hope you stay safe, and see you next time. Screaming and screaming! For this Outbreak edition of Screaming and Streaming, we're going to talk about the FilmRise Horror app. This is a free app that's available on all different platforms. And for the Outbreak movies, here's what they have. Flying Virus from 2001. This stars Rucker Hauer. A journalist uncovers a government conspiracy to unleash virus-carrying killer bees that can wipe out humanity. Infection, The Invasion Begins, from 2011. A mystery surrounds a small town that was attacked on September 9th, 2009. Now, 60 years later, the last survivor, Sarah, sends a high-profile reporter a letter suggesting what really happened on that day. The government calls 999 the start of the modern plague, and the reporter soon realizes that the truth may be harder to uncover than the lies. Bloodlust Zombies, from 2011. A military weapons manufacturer creates a chemical weapon that causes victims to become bloodlusting killers. A lab accident causes the building to go into lockdown, and the employees are trapped inside with the crazed killers. Sick survive the night from 2012. Two years into the outbreak, the remaining people struggle day to day for survival. With the infected more active at night, three people seek shelter in an empty home, but supply is scarce they'll be lucky to make it out alive. Infected 2013 A blood virus infects a small group of hunters turning a father and son trip into a fight for survival. This one stars Michael Madsen and William Forsyth. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast and do like us on Facebook. It's at shockingthingspodcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast at gmail.com and you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.